Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of That Podcast, a weekly program based out of Atonement Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, where we discuss a whole host of topics related to Christianity. My name is Ryan Jenke, and as usual, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung, and today we have a special guest. We're going to welcome Senior Pastor Paul Cross. Paul, how are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here, Ryan. Good. We're glad to have you. It's good to be had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun time. Oh, it's good. good times are coming. Good times are coming. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, uh, it, it's good to have you, and uh, we love having you here. And I'd like you to uh, introduce yourself. Uh, let the listeners know uh, how long you've been here. And how you got here? Uh, how I got here? Um, I came to Fargo, North Dakota in February uh, from Texas, of all places. So that might say, tell you something about uh, the, the pull of, of atonement. It was a great place to be. Uh, I've been here for uh, five years now, uh, a little over five years, and uh, uh, came here from a church in uh, south-central Texas. Uh, prior to that, I served uh, congregations in Menominee, Wisconsin, uh, Savage, Minnesota, uh, Fridley, Minnesota, and uh, Weirton, West Virginia. Uh, Weirton, West Virginia is famous for, for two movies, uh, uh, The Deer Hunter, uh, the rather grim movie, and uh, Super 8 were both filmed in Weirton, West Virginia. And as a matter of fact, my uh, parsonage uh, is actually uh, in, in the movie uh, uh, Super 8, not long after I lived there, long after I lived there. I've seen that. I need to go see that movie again. Yeah, well, as I said, that opening scene right there, Fernwood Avenue, uh, that's where the parsonage was in Weirton, Resurrection Lutheran Church there. Yeah, that which, was my first call. Which one was Super 8 again? Super 8 is the homage to, um, uh, oh, what's the guy? Uh, Spielberg, that's him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that that guy, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, all his sides, it's, it's, it's an... Uh, uh, a train wreck, uh, a super secret uh, alien is being transferred uh, via train. There's a train wreck that happens. The alien gets out. Uh, these kids are making their own little horror movie, and as a part of the uh, footage that they make, they catch the, accidentally catch this train wreck happening. And so uh, it's the story of these kids and uh, uh, what's going on in their world. But uh, cool. it's kind of a horror movie, science fiction movie. It's pretty good, actually. That's cool. And then uh, the other one was, uh, uh, what did you say? The, the Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter. There I, were two of those, weren't there? I don't know about that, but the Deer Hunter is probably, I, I, I'm looking at the collective age in this room uh, <laughs> apart from myself, and I still might not be old enough to remember the Deer Hunter. Uh, well, Post-Vietnam, uh, uh, PTSD kind of thing, uh, very grim. Famous for its Russian roulette scene. I thought we were going to talk about uh, all things related to Christian. That's not necessarily yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Weirton uh, was famous because uh, it was the uh, flagship uh, steel mill for uh, National Steel for many, many years. And then uh, uh, the steel industry kind of went out. But, uh, okay. yeah, it was there for a little while and uh, learned all about making steel. Yeah. Uh, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. And you've been here for five years five now? Five years, yes. And and uh, we've we've come away since you've been here. We've we've got a lot accomplished since there, you... There's a few things that have been taken care of. Got a great team here, though. Got yeah. a great team. It's... Uh, uh, you know, a great, great bunch of folks here at Atonement. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm looking around and uh, 
uh, all, all three of you in the room have come subsequent to that time. So we're glad to have you on team. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're glad to have you here. And, and you've seen almost all, all of it, including a pandemic. Yeah, a pandemic. How, 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 how fortunate for me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> maybe I could have omitted that one from my resume. Uh, but, uh, you know, I tell you what, uh, uh, as, as challenging as the pandemic is, uh, uh, a lot of good things uh, have been collateral. Uh, certainly not the illness, certainly not the deaths, certainly not the uh, uh, challenges from the economy. But for us in ministry, people have uh, uh, reoriented, reoriented themselves towards God a little bit more, I think. Uh, uh, both me and a number of my friends that uh, uh, were already kind of connected to online ministries uh, have seen a, a significant increase uh, people are reaching out, and uh, so I think it's a uh, there. There's a good thing that's happening. People are turning to turning to their faith in this time, turning to God. Uh, so uh, that's a that's a good thing. Uh, that's always a good thing, and uh, typically happens now. But I think much much more so. I remember nine uh, eleven uh, when uh, uh, the whole issues regarding nine eleven, all the crisis that had to take place during that time. Uh, there was a, a bump in church attendance, but you know. Shortly thereafter, people kind of went back to the way business as usual, and it was pretty short too. I mean, yeah. the, the bump wasn't much, but there's been a pretty much a sustained interest in matters of faith uh, during this time. I think it's interesting. Uh, you know, um, people are itching to get back to church. That's one thing that uh, uh, people want to have happen. Some people are itching uh, for a fight with uh, <laughs> government officials to uh, keep their churches open. Yeah. So. Uh, it is interesting to see the whole the whole dynamic of how faith is uh, has been uh, I don't know about rekindled but perhaps brought to the surface more acutely in a time like this. Yeah, we uh, a couple was it two episodes ago where when we talked about Hulk Hogan. I was uh, just thinking the same thing. Yeah, and I missed that one. You did. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan talked about how. Uh, um, everything has been taken away, but Jesus right now. Yeah. And, and so people should be turning towards him. Well, there you go. Yeah, so. yeah. We, we, as a culture, we've been worshiping athletes. So God took away the Coliseums. We've been worshiping celebrities and musicians. So God take, took away the Hollywood and the movies and so on. Uh, worshiping money, God takes away the economy. Refuse to go to church. So God says you can't go to church. Yeah. Yep. So that was all Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan said yeah, all that. Yeah, oh, and, wow. and imagine uh, that. And he quoted some scripture too, if you can oh, believe it. Impressive. Always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Always a good thing. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, um, so where are we at here at Atonement? Where are we at Atonement? Other well, than on South University Drive. We are on South University Drive between the, uh, the the uh, Vault Company and the golf course, <laughs> as I used to be very fond of saying. Uh, well, uh, where are we at? Uh, well, currently, I'm fond of saying the church is not closed. Uh, uh, we need to be acutely aware that the church is doing church every bit as it was before. The only difference is we're not meeting in person. Uh, but all the things that we do as a church, we're doing still. Uh, we've even done uh, an on, on we've done uh, two funerals uh, subsequent to the pandemic. Uh, one of them was broadcast internationally because they had people in faraway places that couldn't get here. Uh, uh, That's amazing. It is pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, our services uh, uh, are uh, more popular than ever, particularly online. I think that's a great thing. But as far as uh, the real question that people want to know, 
uh, when we'll be able to gather together again in person. You know, Paul, it's it's um, uh, interesting that you mentioned that because at this point in North Dakota, didn't Gov- Governor Burgum say something like, we're going to start opening things up this Friday? This That's correct. May 1st. Yep. That would be this Friday, last time I checked the calendar. <laughs> and that was this morning. Um, but uh, uh, let me just use two words here. Uh, uh, allowable and advisable. Uh uh, just because something's allowable doesn't mean it's advisable. Uh, uh, it, in the privacy of your own home, uh, the consumption of mass amounts of uh, alcohol, uh, even to the point of inebriation, is allowable. If you're doing it in the privacy of your own home, it's allowable. However, it's not advisable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't advise anybody to do that. Uh we might be allowed to open our doors again as a congregation, but it's not advisable. And let me tell you why. The first thing is this, is that um, uh, what is church uh, as we gather? Uh, the church is, of course, the body of Christ, uh, and we can get into all the theological uh, ramifications of that. But uh, as people gather together in a assembly, typically they're gathering in a confined space with a lot of people. Uh, now, that's a recipe for uh, uh, the, the furtherance of uh, this pandemic. Uh, all you need is one person in that group uh, uh, to be having some sort of a carrier aspect of what they're doing, and pretty much uh, uh, it's game over. Uh, so we got to be really careful about that. Even if you're dealing with what are uh, admittedly infinitesimally small numbers here in Fargo and North Dakota, uh, they're, they're not big numbers. Uh, they're really not, but the they can uh, happen pretty quick. So uh, for the time being, uh, to cut to the chase, uh, we're going to continue doing what we're doing right now. We're simply going to have the two online services uh, at uh, 9 and 1030. Uh, They'll be uh, mostly live. Uh, As a matter of fact, the 1030 service is pretty much 90% live. Uh, The uh, 9 o'clock service is uh, probably about 50% live. some people ask, do you, do, uh, do you use the same message? The answer is no. Uh, I do a special sermon for the uh, 9 o'clock service and a special sermon for the 1030 service. It, they're the same notes. Yes, it's true. And if you were to sort of look at them online, you'd say, well, he did that the same, that same. But they're specifically recorded for those services. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep doing that for the next month at least uh, through the end of May uh, and uh, reevaluate it as it goes, as, as things sort of uh, – uh, uh, information becomes uh, more and more available. We'll just keep doing that. Uh, people can still contact the church office, get in touch with me, get in touch with uh, you, Pastor DJ or Pastor Becky, get in touch with our youth ministries. Uh, we're pretty much still doing everything we always did before. We're just not doing it in person. Uh, makes hospital calls, well, pretty much impossible. Uh, hospitals have their guidelines, and uh, we can't do those anymore. Uh while, while we're on the subject of hospital calls, this is just kind of to let everybody know. You know, sometimes people think that, uh, you know, the hospital lets pastors know that they're there, and so they expect a hospital call. Actually, for quite some time, it's been illegal uh, because of HIPAA rules That's right. uh, yep. to do that. And so sometimes prisoners get a little annoyed, but Pastor Ed didn't show up. Uh, we can only show up at a hospital under normal circumstances if you let the hospital know we're there or you let us know that you're there. Uh, but today, uh, the, the, th- the three major hospitals in the area here uh, do not allow clergy to come unless uh, their end of life uh, is, is imminent. So uh, 
Well, um, and, and not just clergy. I mean, uh, we hear about, you know, uh, as the world turns, people are still having babies and, mm-hmm. and life is still happening. You know, um, when a, when a mother to be has to have an ultrasound done or something like that, even in those circumstances under the current, uh, situation of the pandemic, I think even the dads to be are said to just wait, mm-hmm. stay, stay outside yeah, for stay. safety reasons. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, okay, so you're saying... Uh, uh, so what, my point being, pastors are a little bit lower on the, <laughs> on the bar of importance than, than the spouse. Even. So, but yeah, so um, HIPAA has been a, a law for quite, some time. quite a while. And yeah, if, if uh, you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, my wife works in a hospital and uh, uh, she's had occasion to have uh, uh, people come in and... Uh, assume that my wife will tell me that they're there and she has never told me a soul uh, who's been in a hospital because uh, she can't do that. Right. And uh, uh, so it, it's kind of an odd thing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's the law and it's to protect people's privacy. Yep. Right. Yep. So, yeah, if, if you need, if somebody uh, wants to get a hold of us, they just call into the office. Yeah, call in the church office and we can get that taken care of. Yes, yep. absolutely. And uh, they can get that number at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org. Either one. Either. Or, or use the Google machine. Yeah. <laughs> I've stolen that from you, by the way. The Google I, machine. I, yeah. I stole it from somebody else. <laughs> uh, although though my wife is fond of other uh, searches. She's a, she's a duck, duck Go fan. I have no idea. It's supposedly uh, less intrusive into your private data. Uh, but uh, so that's she. But you can't really say uh, just duck, duck, go it. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't have the same sound as just Google. It doesn't have doesn't have the flow yeah, or, or even to. Yeah, it hasn't it. been turned into a gerund or anything like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> ask Jeeves. Jeeves. I, I used to have ask Jeeves. I used to use that. So that shows you what a troglodyte I am. What What do they call duck, duck, go in Minnesota? Duck, 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 gray duck. That's correct. That is what they call it, Minnesota. The only states, duck, duck, gray duck, but hey, everywhere. Be, be, else. be careful now. They're just across the other side of the road. Oh, that's true. That's and true. knowing them, they might have listening devices on us. They, <laughs> they sort of spying out our freedom. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, watching from the window. Quite literally, I, I can look across the river from my front lawn and see blue stem or the Blue Step Center. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Uh, so back to uh, back to the when we can have gatherings again, you're saying at least through May? Through May, we're not going to be having uh, uh, in-person gatherings. We'll just do it online as we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of positive uh, uh, comments about them. Uh, again, we're, we're noticing that people, uh, as much as you can tell, I mean, there's a, a limit to how you can tell whether or not someone's being fully engaged uh, online, but... Uh, I've received pictures of uh, uh, of people from the lake, uh, their lake homes, watching it. All kinds of seen have with their cats watching. Uh, somebody <laughs> sent a picture of their dog Canute watching, and I sent it out to my friends, and they said, "That's just like you. Your sermons have gone to the dog." So, there you go. yeah. you, you've got quite a following of, of canines, from what I understand. Yeah, you know, well, you know, as much as I not a fan of dogs, I do have quite the following of canines. That is true. I think people with dogs sort of just delight in annoying me with their <laughs> smaller yappy dogs and uh, uh, people with larger ones uh, just delight in annoying me with their larger ferocious <laughs> dogs. But uh, 
yeah. Uh, so. That's fun. But it's it's great that people have been able to uh, stay connected and, and stay in the word and um, listening to our services that way. Um, well, and, and I would take a step further that, you know, like we were talking about, what is the internet? It's really just a big microphone that can reach the entire world. And so not just staying in the word, but because they're in the word in the event, they're in the assembly of believers. Yeah. And it's, it's beyond walls. Yeah. And it's, it's a real, I mean, it is real church. Yeah. It's not virtual. That, not, that, that's my pet peeve word when people speak of these things as virtual. It's actual. It's yeah. actually happening. Yeah. I had a conversation with my cousin the other day, and, and uh, we got on that subject, and I said, you know, if you talk to somebody on the telephone, nobody's going to say to you, well, you didn't really talk to him because it was over the phone. Right. So. Exactly. This was Dell. This was Dell. I love Dell. Dell's one of my main men. I love your cousin. He, and he's a listener, so he'll he's be... a listener. Hey, Dell, shout out to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you brother, even though you're a part of Lutheran Cong- uh, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod? Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> or is, would that be unionism, Dell? I'm sorry. <laughs> you got the shout out. He, yeah. he may need to come in to defend himself exactly. at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> Or he might get excommunicated. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So, some someday, uh, Pastor DJ, you'll need to do a uh, a podcast on unionism, but do it when I'm on vacation. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's when we're calling you in, especially okay. for. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that on the idea yeah. list oh, right now. And, and 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 being from originally from Virginia, unionism is not something that you might normally think it is. So there you go, a different different <laughs> definition just to kind of let you know that. Yeah, uh, that's good times. So uh, whenever uh, we are allowed to gather again, things are probably going to look a little bit different. Well, here's uh, the thing: is that while uh, while uh, while uh, people are away, we're busy here. Uh, and a couple of things that we're busy about doing is adding the ability to do uh, the broadcasting of uh, online services uh, in a more effective, more efficient, and more engaging way. Uh, uh, hopefully, we're not simply a iPhone on a tripod, a tripod over Facebook. I mean, that that's a you know, if, if you got to do it, you got to do it. I understand that, but. Uh, uh, we're uh, seeking to increase our production values. We've got a great team of people who, who look at those things real well. Uh, uh, we are investing in that because we also rec- we've recognized a couple of things about this. The first thing we recognize is, is that um, it used to be when, it, when there was one church in town that somehow had the, the, the backer, the, the, the support uh, to financially, excuse me, to broadcast their uh, service over television. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money to do that, a lot of money to do that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the state of the Internet technology today is, what's the difference? I mean, mm-hmm. we can be in every home in Fargo, Moorhead area, but we could also be in every place that has Internet service in the world. You can't do that over uh, a broadcast uh, airways for a television Uh it's a lot cheaper, so that's one thing, is so that we're working on those production values uh, and also recognizing that one thing is that by investing in this, we're going to continue doing it. Uh, right now, we're in the transition, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, 90% of our modern service is live. 
uh, and about 50% of our uh, traditions service is live. Uh, we're working towards 100% in both ends uh, for the express purpose of being able to do this from this point forward so that when people come back and to do it in an absolutely inobtrusive way so that people don't feel like they're in a, a television studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been investing in, in that sort of technology so that it will be relatively seamless when people come back to worship. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that time. Uh, believe me, I miss the gathering together. I think that's one of the, the greatest things about being a, a follower of Jesus is that it's uh, not something you do uh, by yourself. Uh, regrettably, the, uh, uh, the Internet can be a very isolating media, uh, so that's something we have to be very conscious of. We don't want to uh, exclusively do it except for the fact that we're uh, under the particular pandemic that we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. But we're investing heavily in, in, in this process uh, and training people, uh, volunteers uh, to, to run uh, the various aspects of this, learning a lot of stuff. Uh, so doing stuff like this, uh, uh, doing podcast stuff. I mean, people have been doing podcasts for a long time, but uh, the uh, this particular pandemic has kind of pushed a lot of these sort of things to the top. Uh, it's a good way to communicate. The the watchword that I've given the staff here is connect. Uh, that uh, uh, we need to make connecting one of our values. Uh, a lot of times you'll see in organizations they'll have uh, lists of uh, of things called their mission statement, and the next to that they'll have a thing called their values. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, they often sound very much the same, uh, but I've uh, explained to the staff here that uh, uh, one of the number one values that we have to incorporate uh, in everything we do is making sure we're connected. We can't uh, let that down in any way, shape, or form. People need to feel connected here. So that's an important thing. I learned a long time ago about a thing called high-tech, high-touch, that the more high-tech we get, uh, the greater the need for that human interaction. Uh, and because sometimes uh, media, such as the one we're on right now, uh, can be more isolating than anything else, and so the need for high touch is still very strong there. So hopefully we can reach out and connect through this. Yeah. Cool. It's so interesting. I mean, um, uh, uh, Paul and I have talked about this on several occasions, about how much things have changed in our culture. Um, You know, you think about the history of, Christianity, right? And some people often tie that with nationalism in the United States because the United States was born out of a Christian, uh, Western, uh, Judeo-Christian worldview during a time that was known as Christendom, which started in 325 AD. And sociologists um, have pointed to the year about 1991, 1992, when Christendom came to an end. And that was the idea of everyone's a Christian, everyone goes to a church, uh, you gather in these big buildings, this, this basilica-type way of, of being church together. Well, since 1991, we live in a post-Christian society where the culture itself does not support automatically the values of Christians um, or even care much about them, to be honest. And so we have more in common. It's taken us almost 30 years to realize this as the Christian church in the United States, but we have more in common with the first century church than we do with the 20th century church. So the, to- go ahead. The book you want to read on that is uh, Lauren Mead, 
M-E-A-D-E, Lauren Mead, uh, the Once and Future Church. He was the uh, person that uh, first discovered that phenomenon in the United States. He'd be the one you want to read on that. What's interesting for me is seeing uh, some of our colleagues across the country that are trying to figure out how to continue to do church during this pandemic time um, and are coming to conclusions that are more like the first century church about about empowering smaller uh, church people like in houses, house churches, where they can connect together and have that, that personal connection as well as being part of the, of the wider church body as well. Um, and that's what uh, I see we've been working on accomplishing that at Atonement for the last couple of years using life groups um, and getting folks to connect, not just in these walls, but outside of these walls. And this entire um, uh, social distancing and home sheltering, I think, has sped up the need of the church to evolve to the needs of what's happening in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else do you want to know? What else do I want to know? <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite line always is, any time anyone would say, well, are there any questions? I would say, is it okay to kiss on the first date? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, well, first of all, First of all, is, well, first well, of all, is, is there ask any... Ask my wife. Uh, she'll tell you. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, uh, where, where we're at right now? Or you know, I think coming? we're actually in a very good place. We have a great congregation. we got people that are uh, very generous supporting what's going on here. They're getting more and more engaged. Uh, I, I don't think they're... I, they're anxious to be together again. I don't uh, make any mistake about that. The people are anxious to be back together, but also... Uh, uh, I think people understand the, the, what's at stake, why we're making the decisions that we do. And if, you know, they can always, you know, uh, give me a conference a call and either on email, telephone, whatever, I, I, I'm available. I've even learned to text. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate you, uh, um, you know, talking, speaking to that and, and letting us know yeah. uh, what's what's going to happen in the, the coming uh, weeks or, or whatever. Um, well, so I don't know. The four horsemen of the apocalypse might yeah. come in the next coming weeks. Well, you never know. As I said, as that, I said, that's yeah. always a possibility. So <laughs> could uh, happen now. Is it okay to kiss on the first date? Is it? Well, you know, uh, I, I guess that depends. That that's a situational situation. There, I guess. Uh, uh, was it okay for me to kiss my wife on the? Uh, was it okay for me to kiss my wife on the first date? Absolutely. Was it okay for anybody to kiss my daughter on the first date? Uh, <laughs> not a chance. Not happening. As I'm fond of telling uh, uh, th- those young men that come uh, to courting, uh, I ask them if they believe in the hereafter, and uh, uh, they—it's they, uh, a long thing. It's a long story. We won't go there, but uh, nevertheless, but th- that's the answer to that question. It's situational situation there, so absolutely. A situational situation, that's yeah. one we should write down. You yeah. know, it's what I think a, a bit of it has to do with, with the woman involved in, in the situation as well. I mean, when, when I um, was um, courting my, my wife-to-be, our very first date, um, she had a rule that if I tried to kiss her, then that was a, that was a deal breaker right there. And she didn't tell me that in advance. Uh-huh. So thankfully, the, the, the Lord... Kept me timid, and uh, <laughs> me not trying to kiss her was was a big thumbs up to say, okay, I can give this guy another. We'll give him, we'll give him another another date and see how it goes. So, right. 
Well, I, I'm relieved, DJ, because I was worried you might say that it was a matter of confessional subscription. That's an inside joke. Uh, although the more you listen to this, the more it'll become less of an inside joke. It will be less inside and less of a joke. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. Yep. Okay, well, we got through that one pretty quick, so I've got another one for you. Sure. And we teased this one last week. Teased. We had a question from Derek W. Can I use his last name? I don't think he cares. It's Derek W. Derek, Derek W. Yep. He, in, in Fargo, North Dakota. He wants to know. This is, uh, this is the way that he sent the question to me, so I'll read it this mm-hmm. way. Americans are growing more and more desensitized every single day to adult content in the media with things like shock rock music, violence, and profanity in movies and video games. Yes. Shows like South Park, etc. are becoming increasingly more mainstream. Some of this content, such as violence, profanity, love scenes, and other adult content, seems to directly conflict with our Christian values as we are... As we... Are we as Christians supposed to abstain from certain forms of entertainment and where do we draw the line? And this goes back to Joe Exotic and Tiger King. I, I watched the whole thing. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I think Derek is wondering, should I have? Should, uh, should, should, should Ryan, he wants to know if Ryan should have watched well, I, Tiger I, King? Uh, as, as Christians, should, should, should we have? Yeah, you know, um. Uh, wow, uh, that, that's a great question. Uh, throughout the history of the church, there's all sorts of moral litmus tests that have been uh, concocted for things. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to, to uh, uh, what I said uh, uh, before. There are things that are allowable but not necessarily advisable. Uh, uh, you, uh, let's just take... Uh, Streaming services, for example, because uh, that's where this particular show was on. Uh, streaming services are rife with all manner of uh, um, uh, shows that are popular uh, that uh, uh, would have been possibly rated NC-17 uh, mm. when I was a young man, uh, but are readily available. Uh, uh, maybe not NC-17, but certainly R-rated and, and an extreme matter. They're, they're, one need not be able to, to uh, uh, go very far to, to find them, and many of them exceedingly popular. Uh, uh, I remember uh, when I was teaching uh, in, in the Master's Institute and uh, uh, at a class, and there was a student. Uh, uh, she was a middle-aged woman, and, and she told me that her guilty pleasure was Game of Thrones. Now, mm. Game of Thrones is a very popular show. I've I've never seen an episode of it. I'm not. You're not missing much. Yeah. Well, I, well, there, well I, I don't know. I said wouldn't know, but I, I do understand that it can get uh, both violent and debauched and all manner of things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a case where you know I don't I don't need to do that. I mean, it's, is it allowable? I suppose. Is it is it advisable? Not for me necessarily. But let me give you another example of of a movie that is uh, that portrays racism, violence, uh, uh, almost blasphemy, uh, vulgar language. Uh, it's one of the best movies I ever saw. I know where you're going. It's Gran Torino. Yep. Now, uh, Gran Torino, a Clint Eastwood movie, uh, does not advocate for racism. Uh, 
uh, it does not advocate the violence that it's talked about there. It does not advocate the, the vulgar speech that's throughout the movie. But it's a, it's a accurate portrayal of society as it is, not how it should be. And it is undoubtedly the most theological movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's 95% of what you'd expect from a Clint Eastwood movie, and then the last 5% is, I never saw that coming. Mm. And it is easily the most theologically profound movie I've ever seen in that regard. So that would be a case where you'd say, you know, I mean, are, are we advocating racism? Of course not. Are we advocating uh, violence and, and the sort of gang culture uh, that it's portrayed in there? Of course not. Uh, but there is a, there's an interesting uh, lesson there. Where, where does Christ meet the world? Uh, Christ meets the world in all its messiness. Uh, there, is no, there is no sanitizing of uh, the world that Christ redeems. Uh, Christ is the redeemer. It does not come pre-sanitized. I like to, to use this example. Um, people are funny, and, and I don't mean hilarious. Uh, uh, people are funny. Uh, are, are you one of those people? Are you one of those people, Ryan? Uh-oh. DJ, are you one of those people who know you have a dentist appointment and so the week before your dentist appointment, you start flossing and water picking <laughs> and using power, power whatever, you know, get, get, get out the air hammer to knock off the grime uh, a week ahead of time. Now, Paul, well, I, I, I am glad that I am not like other men. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think Luke 18 has something to say about that. Because I start two weeks ahead of time. You start two weeks ahead of time. There you go. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's the newsflash for you. There's no way possible that you can clean your teeth better than the dental hygienist. Uh, uh, I have a, a great dental hygienist. She's fabulous. Uh, she could get my teeth squeaky clean, and you can't do it. It's impossible, no matter how hard you try. And there are people out there that that applies to when it comes to God, the world, their understanding of Jesus, that somehow they think that uh, I need to sanitize things before Jesus comes in and sort of puts the final seal of approval on it. Uh, we forget that Jesus is the one that sanitizes uh, the world. Jesus is the one that brings redemption. Jesus is the great redeemer, uh, not us. Uh, you know, there it, it's, it's a pretty gritty world that Jesus was born into. Uh, Back to gratuitous violence, uh, uh, another movie, uh, 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 the, uh, uh, a comparison, uh, The Passion of the Christ. Mm. Um, frankly, I thought that was just plain gratuitously violent, mm -hmm. even over the top. I, I've only watched it once. I've never been able to get through it uh, again because of that. But there's another movie, uh, probably I think a better movie, um, uh, about a similar situation kind of a different perspective on on a similar it's called risen uh and it's it's kind of a a, a detective movie uh, about uh the uh, the body of jesus excuse me where a um uh where a roman uh, tribune is assigned the task of of finding the body of jesus uh and because people are worried that you know it's going to get out that jesus is risen now there's an interesting little twist for you well in the movie uh uh, there's some grisly stuff. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fond of saying when they crucified Jesus, 
uh, they used real nails and it really hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, it was gory. There's no two eyes about it. And when you have a body rotting uh, in the Palestinian uh, heat of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 30 BC, uh, 30 AD, excuse me, 30 AD, uh, you know, it's going to stink, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the stable, the manger, it stank for crying out loud. I mean, I, I don't know how to clean it up any other way. So, uh, uh, but does that mean I need to go swimming in a sewer? I guess that's the thing. It, the, back to the original question. Should a Christian do this? Is it allowable? Sure. Is it advisable? That depends. Uh, that depends a lot. Uh, to your topic specifically, and the topic specifically was who again? Uh, Joe. Joe who? Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Well, you know, I, I, I just happened to be catching that when uh, it first hit. And I thought, wow, this is, this is wild. And so um, I watched the first episode by myself, and I thought, you know, it can't get any weirder than that. <laughs> I watched the, the second episode by myself and said, lo and behold, it actually got weirder. And I went and told uh, the sainted Mrs. Cross, I said, SMC, you need to come in here and take a, take a gander at this. You're not going to believe this. And then so she watched the first two, and then we watched the next three, uh, well, actually the next four of them, or four, what is seven, there's seven total seven. in succession. Each time we thought, you know, it can't get any weirder than this. Uh, uh, but it did each time. It got weirder each time. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, stuff like that happens in society. Is it happening all over? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I saw an article on the, the Harlem Joe Exotic. Uh, there was a guy uh, who got mauled uh, by his tiger that he was raising in his two-bedroom apartment in Harlem uh, uh, some time ago. I remember it when it was on. It was kind of a crazy thing that somebody be keeping a, a tiger in, in their two-bedroom apartment in, in New York City. What, whose idea of fun is that? Uh, but um, anyway, you know, there's, there's all kinds of crazy things. You know, you, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, people will often tell you about how uh, in urban areas on critter cams, they'll see uh, a mountain lion. Mm-hmm. And people will think, well, mountain lions are starting to repopulate the area. No. Somebody had one in their backyard. Someone had one, and they just got to be too uh, too tough to handle and too tough to tame. Well, that sounds like a name of a track. We, sh we should name a, a, a track. We should name a stock car track. Too tough to tame. Hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's a whole other story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rabbit holes all <laughs> over the place. Well, you know, the track that's too tough to tame. That, yeah. that, that's all size. We sh maybe we should copyright that. Maybe we, maybe we should put something. No, Do somebody, you think it has been already? It might be a copyrighted already. <laughs> somebody might have. Uh, by the way, this is educational purposes only, so therefore we can say that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I've been there. I was in 1973, 74, 75, all on Labor Day weekend. It's been taken. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I knew that it was taken. <laughs> I've, as I said, I've been to the track too tough to tame on the 102 degrees. And uh, Ooh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, back to Joe. Um, I don't know. Uh, does this happen uh, regularly? I don't know. Uh, by the way, this guy that bought the tiger um, um, uh, in New York, you know where he bought it? Did he buy it from Joe? No. From Andal? No. What, what? He bought it in Minnesota. Really? 
Yeah, he bought it in Minnesota. You know, people from the upper Midwest think everything's just a hunky-dory and all fine and wonderful and stuff. Stuff like that happens up here, too. Come on. People are people everywhere. I know. It's just, you know, we just assume not know. But, yeah, he bought it in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, that's funny. DJ, did, 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 do you have any, any thoughts? or? Well, I just want to back up uh, what Paul said. I, I turned to – got me thinking of a verse in the Bible. And I, I, think, I think the point is, is that with entertainment – at what point does it stop being entertainment and become something more than that to you? Mm-hmm. I think that's where you get into trouble because our worldview needs to be love God, love neighbor. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to move from being having a mindset of a culture of life to a culture of death. And I get, I get that from, from Derek W's question. Yeah. You know, are we moving toward a culture of death where we're celebrating violence, gratuitous sex, gratuitous language. Um, you know, I, uh, Melissa and I watched uh, Tiger King 2, and every episode I was like, this can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real. What's interesting about that show is that it doesn't show any graphic violence, uh, sex, there's some bad language, mm-hmm. but it's all just stories in a documentary fashion about this crazy group of people. Depraved, right? I think, is you know, the thing I'm gr- most grateful about it is that it did not take place in either Texas or Virginia. <laughs> uh, it was close to Texas. No, 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 no. Be careful. There's a river. It's the Red River. It's called. It separates uh, Texas, and it's just like this one over the other Red River. Uh, it separates Oklahoma from Texas, and so it didn't take place in Texas, and it didn't take place in Put Your Hand Over Your Heart, the Commonwealth of Virginia. It took place in Georgia and Oklahoma. We want to be clear about that. Sometimes people in the upper Midwest uh, have these peculiar ideas is that it's just all the same. It's just all the South. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not just all the South. It's, uh, it's a sad, That's like saying there's no difference between North Dakota and South Dakota. Sarah, there's a lot of difference between North. You're just part of North Dakota, aren't you, Sarah? Sarah, by the way, is from Sioux Falls. Uh, yep. uh, and, uh, uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, she can't defend herself today. Or, or uh, uh, like saying there's no difference between North, North Dakota and Canada. That'll, yeah. that'll get some people working. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the difference is a, a 20-gauge barbed bar fence, I think, something like that. <laughs> All right, back to the Bible. <laughs> so just, and, and I think this is, uh, Paul used these, these words in more of a modern sense. But the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 23 says, All things are lawful because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We are free from anything that would justify us before God. In fact, we're found to be sinners in need of God's mercy. Mm-hmm. So all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful mm-hmm. or beneficial. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Right? Um, what loves neighbor? And so I'm going to go down because what he's talking about is, is an issue of, of eating. Uh, for the Christian at that time, could you have a hamburger if you knew that the hamburger at McDonald's, the meat was sacrificed to an idol, to Satan or, or Zeus or Aphrodite or something? Could you as a Christian eat that? Paul's making the argument to saying all things are lawful to you unless it hurts the faith of your neighbor or hurts your faith. Right? Mm-hmm. So he says in verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, so I'm going to put all the things that we consume, not just food, but entertainment. Um, 
if I'm eating candy bars all day, I'm going to get sick. Mm-hmm. And it's not helpful or beneficial to me. Um, <laughs> do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. What? Uh, where are you at in the Bible? Uh, that's First Corinthians chapter ten. Uh, Sarah, could you put that on the screen down below? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I read verses twenty three through twenty five, and then he talks specifically about the issue of eating food at the marketplace. And if it if someone looks at you and says, "Well, that's okay for you to do that," then I can do it too. If it's going to harm your neighbor's faith, and you don't do it. Mm. And I think about like like when Melissa and I were watching Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Well, when our kids came upstairs, we paused it and I said, you guys need to go downstairs right? because it didn't seem appropriate. And as a parent, I wouldn't want them to be exposed to that. Right. Uh, you know, um, and maybe that's, that's a good measure too. None of this is sacrosanct, but you know, if you don't think it's good for your kids, it's, it's probably good to be aware for yourself that it's probably not good for you too. If, if this is the constant consumption of things that you're taking in. Yeah, I, I think it's that constant consumption that you said earlier. Um, you talked about desensitizing or, you know, uh, Where you begin celebrating and, these things. Right. Celebrating death. Celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, and I think especially, well, with video games too, you know, that, that is, there's a danger there for mm-hmm. people. So what you're saying, uh, Pastor DJs, is that I should not go out and get a magenta-colored uh, uh, liturgical sweater so that I should uh, keep those out of there? All <laughs> things are lawful for oh, you, oh, Pastor I, I Cross. Can, oh, I can get one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but all things are not beneficial. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll have to talk to the folks at Lands and L.L. Bean. A little shout-out there, friends, to our sponsors. <laughs> to our sponsors. At least my sponsor, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in modern language, what just like Pastor Paul said, all it may be allowable. That doesn't mean it's useful or agreeable or in your best interest. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. There you go. Most certainly true. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, do, do we have time for one more question? Sure, why not? All right. So um, I, I found this, and, and this goes along with entertainment as well. Um, so I, I apologize to the listening audience, but they they can't see this. But I'll read it later. First, I'll, I'll let you look at it and, and tell me what I should do if I get that meme uh, uh, to me on Facebook. Do, do I have to? Am I going to be in trouble if... If I don't share it, uh, no. first let me first let me read it. So this is a, uh, a picture of Jesus, mm-hmm. and it says, "Sadly, ninety-seven percent of the people of people will not share this. Share if you love Jesus. He already saw you read it." And I actually have another one where where it's got it's got a uh, <laughs> it's got a woman looking at Jesus, and Jesus uh, says, "Share me," uh, and type "Amen." And then behind her is Satan, and Satan says, keep scrolling. So what happens if you don't, are you in trouble? If type you, amen. Or she is, oh, I'm glad. I didn't know if she liked type amen or type B man. I wasn't <laughs> sure. Okay, I get it. All right. Keep. Yeah, yeah. So these are, these are things that, that, that uh, did you see it, Sarah? Yeah. See? Uh, let, 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 let me just say this about that. 
uh, sharing is a function of exuberant joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just uh, trying to beat someone into uh, submission into a particular perspective with regard. I, I, I don't think that there was a meme in the garden uh, for Mary Magdalene <laughs> to say, you know, you better share Jesus with somebody or Satan's going to win. Uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite said this, this was a real sign. Uh, this was in, of course in Alabama, which is neither Virginia or Texas uh, for you people up here who don't understand the South. Uh, uh, it's no, it's not all just one state. You know, as I said, uh, 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 the, uh, M- Mitchell is not in North Dakota, Sarah. I just want you to know that. It's in South Dakota, okay? Uh, it's, but in any case, uh, it was in Alabama, and, and, the, and the billboard said, go to church or the devil will get you, uh, which, again, my all-time favorite billboard that I've ever seen because, you know, uh, while, while it does have a, a ring of truth to it, I mean, that, that might be a truism, uh, there are better reasons to go. Um, uh, that Jesus might get you. I mean, as I said, that 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 that, that, that the, the joy of the Lord would get you. Uh, that uh, uh, the exuberance of knowing what it is to to be free in Christ could get you. Uh, there are a lot better reasons uh, to go to church. Uh, there are a lot better reasons uh, for sharing your faith than uh, uh, guilt or feeling a part of the three percent smugness. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it, you know, I'm 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 you know just a little bit better than, than the rest of you and that sort of thing. And uh, and to be honest with you, I suspect that 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 three percent of the people sharing that is probably extremely high. I don't think it's that number. I think it might be a third of a percent, maybe pass that thing on. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, there, uh, stuff, you know, there is a whole philosophy. Uh, when I was uh, younger, uh, there were these little cartoon tracks. I won't mention them by name because I don't want to give them a shout out. Uh, but they were very popular, and people thought it would be. It was there was a whole school of thought that you handed out these things, and and they were all very much guilt oriented, very similar to this. That uh, go to church, or the devil will get you. Uh, share this, or Satan wins, or you know some just mm-hmm. just ludicrous things like that. They were just utterly ludifisk. I mean that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were they were just ludicrous. Oh, did I say something else? Uh, oh. You may have had a slip, but that's I may all right. Have had a slip, uh, but it, it's but they smelled like they smelled like <laughs> having those, those ideas. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I think that was a very good analogy yeah, exactly. of what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, in, in any in any case, uh, yeah, there there is a whole stream of of uh, of people that you know claim to be Christian that use that as. Uh, their major means of uh, uh, getting the word out or maybe feeling good about themselves. Now, uh, I have to say that there are probably a, a, a significant number of people who, who it would be helpful to get off the dime uh, that, that might need a little bit of the, uh, the, the fires of hell licking at them a little uh, to sort of get their attention. That could happen, and, and that, that's not necessarily a, uh, the, the worst thing that could happen. I think of a situation that I was in recently with somebody who had a, a, a very dark and grim visage uh, and was re- uh, that was visited by it several times, and it was quite dark and quite grim as he explained it to me. And I, um, I listened carefully, and I said, well, this is really actually good news. And he was surprised by that. And I said, yeah, this is good news because it shows that God cares about you is trying to get your attention. <laughs> and um, uh, God loves you and, and doesn't want this for you. Uh, so, uh, but um, 
uh, I, I was I was pleased for that. As I said, there there is some of that that goes. But some people do need to get their uh, 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 act together when it comes to that. I mean, uh, in our tradition, uh, in the Lutheran tradition, we're we're pretty famous for hand sitting. I mean, and navel gazing. It's a you know. Uh, Lutherans aren't notorious for their evangelistic fervor, which is quite sad. Uh, uh, it's in, incredibly sad uh, in, in that regard. And uh, I mean, uh, our evangelism was uh, uh, procreation. And when uh, <laughs> when uh, people of Northern European heritage uh, during this fall of Christendom that DJ was talking about decided that uh, procreation's not all it's cracked up to be, we don't need really you know four or five kids in our families and stuff like that. Well, then guess what happened as, as things started declining and if, if, if you're if you're not using procreation as your type of evangelism well then you know you're, you're going to experience the things that our tradition has experienced and uh, and certainly if you're not going to be doing evangelism uh, you can certainly have every reason to expect that I get that what, what would you call that evangelism model is that is that evangelism the old-fashioned way or no or? no 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 uh, I, I would that's the, the, what depend what it depends on what you mean by old-fashioned. Uh, uh, this stuff's been going on a long, long time. Uh, uh, there, there is the law, and there is the gospel. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are there are uh, uh, two ways to go about things. No, no, I just mean having works. kids to grow the oh, church. Having kids? Oh well, I had four of them. I, I you know, I'm I'm a I'm a biblical literalist. I am. It, it, it says, "Be fruitful and multiply." And the minimum two times two equals four. I don't know about y'all, but. I, what, 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 what's your problem for crying out? Can't you read the Bible? I mean, come on, DJ. I'm looking for one more. I, mean, I know, I know. I'm just. Yes, Ryan, uh, I, I, you only have two kids. Come on, give just us a pro- two. Yeah. Go and talk to Tabitha about this. See what she's got to say. Absolutely. Now you're going to say, I, I regret severely. You're going to both tell your wife, I seriously regret having you on the podcast. It wasn't my idea. Ryan's going to say it was DJ's idea. DJ's going to say it was Ryan's idea. And Sarah's going to say, it was not my idea, that's for sure. Yeah, she's got no mic, so we're both going to point at her. And yeah, yeah, and she's, you know, she, she, she's got no dog in this fight either. She's also got no dog in this fight either, so absolutely. So there you go. Uh, but again, biblical literalist on that one, friends. Two times two is four man you can look it up you know i may not be good at math but i know arithmetic yeah so <laughs> oh it's too good it's too good as i said you were war- it's, you know it's not like you didn't know what might happen you know as i said it's it's not like you thought well you know this is going to be he's going to play this straight this is going to be fine he's going to be your typical stuff sure he could he, again you do ahead of time uh, I, you knew what you were getting into i i'll be honest i was hoping for it, You're hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs> so like like throw to use the joe exotic uh metaphor throw a piece of red meat in front of a tiger that's what you're up to <laughs> yeah we, we set up the tea <laughs> set up the what was the original question? <laughs> we're we're back to the to the memes. About the oh, memes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What uh, what what are your thoughts on the memes? Well, I want I want to hear the. I interrupted Paul. Well, no. I, as I said, I, I, I the evangelism is 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 good news. Uh, this isn't good news. This is this is uh, guilt. This is fear mongering. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't dispute the fact that that uh, there is a judgment out there. The Bible's pretty clear about that. But I don't know that judgment is necessarily news. I think everybody understands out there that there is judgment. I mean, even people who aren't 
believers, you know, they'll talk about karma. You know, what is karma? Karma is a form of judgment. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. You know, karma is, isn't a good thing when people talk about it. You know, people say, well, you know, it, it, what goes around comes around. No one ever is saying, well, you did something good. What goes around <laughs> comes around. No one ever says it that way. You know, it's always a matter of judgment. Right. Judgment is not news. Everybody knows about judgment. But grace, forgiveness, encouragement, that's news. Mm -hmm. We live in a world that's profoundly devoid of those things. Mm -hmm. And that when God breaks in through Christ and the Holy Spirit, that's different. I I like to point out that the Holy Spirit, he's got a Got a, got a personal name, just like the Father does, just like the Son does. The paraclete, uh, para, parakletos is a Greek word uh, uh, for paraclete. Uh, it means the encourager, the comforter. And there's power in that. There's great power in the Holy Spirit's work. The Holy Spirit points us to Christ. The Holy Spirit also brings the comfort of God to us, uh, the encouragement of God. Uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's far greater sustaining power in encouraging someone than threatening them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the threat might be real. The consequence might be real. And again, I don't want to come across to anybody saying that there's not a real threat, there's not a real consequence. I'm not going to say that the law doesn't have teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that there isn't an enemy of our souls in the world, because there certainly is. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That's true. But there's a greater truth. The, the, the greater truth of why we should be telling about Jesus has to do with what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1 about the inexpressible joy that comes from having faith in Jesus knowing that there is an inheritance that's kept for us in heaven, that's guarded for us, that's imperishable, that's undefiled. That's good news. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to share with people. You know, that's the joy that you want to share. This other stuff, it's just like, you know, again, that's not news. That's just shaming. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I (laughs) I like to say about guilt and shame. You know, uh, guilt's pretty ineffective. You know, guilt only lasts as you're as long as you're in the room. Uh, shaming lasts a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> it, it scars people for a lifetime. Uh, it's a lot more powerful, and that's really what that is. That's that there. There's a sense of shaming that's going on there, and I don't necessarily think that that's a terribly effective way to uh, bring people in the kingdom of God. I understand the desire for people to uh, want to evangelize, but I don't think that's it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, DJ, um, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I'd like, I'd like to give a rebuttal to all of that wonderful stuff. I, I go to Matthew 28, verse 19. These are the words of Jesus. He says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and spread every meme on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, wait, it doesn't say that. <laughs> no. Oh, it doesn't. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't there. Huh? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, here's the gospel, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, what that reminded me of, uh, and I think Paul 
Pastor Paul said it beautifully. Uh, that was that was just that was the gospel. Um, Christ has undone all the old rules by which we think we live, and I think most people would look at that and treat it like superstition, mm-hmm. like oh, I I have to. There's the giveaway word. You have to. That's that's the language of the law. That's the language of the sinner trying to justify myself before God based on what I have done rather than on what Jesus has done. Whereas the joyful heart um, that has been renewed through the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit wants to share the gospel. Um, So I just, that's, I look at that and I just think, oh, there's the devil trying to get my legal opinion going again, where I, if I can just figure out how to get right before God, then I'll be right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lie. It's, it's, a, it's a superstition and it's a lie. Yeah. And I think it, it may trouble some people uh, to see that and then, um, you know, oh gosh, I didn't, I scrolled this time, you know. Well, it, and then the devil starts to work. Right. Oh. You don't, did you really, did you do this? Did you? Heinous acts of scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. I I read that in the ESV. Maybe I need to go back to the Greek. Maybe in the Greek it says, (laughs) share every meme on Facebook in the name of Jesus. Anyway. I love it. I love it. And I love that you, that you came on. Pastor Paul. Well, I, I, I love being here too, and we didn't and, and we didn't ask a thing about it, just like you said. So we're we're good. What's that? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's fun. I'm glad you're here. You, you'll come back if, I, we'll, if, if asked. Uh, you, know, uh, you, you may go home tonight. The two of you might go. Home. There might be a conversation with your brides, and and you may never w- want to come back to work. Period. Well, you may be. Saying I don't want you to work with that guy. There's, there's, you run the risk of being invited every week now. Well, there, there, there is always that. You know that that's true. But as I said, the, the, you know the whole spouse thing. As I said, uh, the, 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 I've had I've had friends that their spouses say I don't want you hanging out with that guy. <laughs> that, that, that guy's kind of crazy. You know, that's wild uh, stuff. All right, that's fun. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Thank right. you for coming. Thank you. And uh, um, would you mind praying us out? We could do that. Uh, Lord, we're grateful. Uh, we're grateful for today, for life. We're grateful for the opportunity to uh, get together and enjoy the creation that you've given us. Uh, we're grateful for the opportunity that you have uh, uh, given us in uh, your word. Uh, uh, you've, we're grateful for the opportunity to have a church that's still uh, alive and vital as it's ever been. It's vital, not virtual. Uh, and thank you for that. Uh, help us to be a part of that vital church in the world today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And we're bold to say, amen. 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 Pastor Paul, thank you. Pastor DJ, thank you. And Sarah, sorry you couldn't defend yourself, but thank you as well. And We'll, we'll get a full rebuttal from her next time. Oh, I have no doubts. <laughs> I have no doubts. So uh, uh, thank you all for joining us, and we hope to see you next week.